What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is December 19th, 2023. I'm Trey, and Mark, Mark, Mark's there. He showed up for a second there. I thought something had happened, but he's here. Hey, Mark, how's it going? You're looking festive. Got the, the Christmas sweater on. Yeah, but I'm uh, in the holiday spirit. I uh, feel a little homesick. I'm going to be able to make it home this year, which makes me a little sad. But my mom, uh, she got us all matching pajamas to wear on on FaceTime, so that'll that'll hit. Uh mm. Uh yeah, uh gonna have a fun show over you guys when we talk about uh Satan Claus. Uh you gotta put out some uh Mark, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry before we continue. Has she sent you these pajamas already? Have you seen them? We what we, kind? we did it before too during the COVID oh, you year, did so it? I already okay. have them. Yeah. Okay. But just, what what kind of pajamas were we talking? Because like you in a matching set of Christmas pajamas is really, really doing something for me. I don't mean sexually. I mean, in my heart, it's doing something for me. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, it's like I go straight back to the pictures of you on the beach with the beautiful ocean, beautiful ocean behind you and just stone faced mm-hmm. that. But in front of a Christmas tree in matching very festive Christmas pajamas, but still being very marky about the whole thing. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of that thought. Yeah, man. <laughs> It's hard, you know, like when you're not going home and we're in the middle of moving, so uh, we didn't put up a decorations or anything. It's like it feels. Plus, it's like sixty-five degrees, and also it doesn't feel very Christmassy. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying, no. you know. So, so you got to do yeah. some little extra to get in the, get in the spirit. Um, before we get to the show, uh, so Christina Christina Pushaw, who's like uh, one of Trump's press people, I mean, sorry, the Santas head press people. She spends most, most spends most of her time on Twitter screaming at people. Uh, she went to uh, X and apparently accidentally. Uh, tweeted a text message she meant to send. It was about DeSantis, apparently. We're going to lose every single state. Didn't realize it would work for someone this useless. Uh, this post has been deleted, <laughs> but... It got... Uh, okay, yeah. that's hilarious, but also, like, mm-hmm. dude, I feel like you got to be pretty fucking drunk to accidentally tweet what you intend to be a text message. Like, I, like we've all accidentally texted the wrong person and that's a nightmare but it's a Mm -hmm. whole other app the interface is completely different it looks totally different like you know i mean i don't know i guess mammals be typing in their search stuff into facebook's status updater and that type of thing so maybe she's just like uh she identifies as a mammal maybe it's something like that either way it's very funny do you remember Tom Dean Norris from Breaking Bad? Uh, actually, he went to search, but he actually posted to Twitter sex gifs. Yeah, right. <laughs> power, honestly, like, I res- mad respect to him for just leaving it up. and like, ah, we all fucking jerk off. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but yeah, you got to be pretty drunk to do this. You also got to be pretty drunk to be working for Ron DeSantis at this point. Well, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I don't I don't blame her for that. I do blame her for working for Ron Sampson in the first place and being an evil person. Um, also, Rudy Giuliani this week, uh, last week, actually, uh, in his lawsuit, there was being sued by the two Georgia poll workers, Ruby Freeman and her mom, uh, got hit with a hundred and forty eight million dollar judgment. And to appeal, I'm sure he's going to appeal and it'll probably get knocked down. But you got to put up like a, a, a judgment size. You got to put up like a twenty five million dollar bond to file the appeal. And it's none of this can be disclosed through bankruptcy. So Rudy's fucked. But my thing is, like, how did you not know you're going to lose when you showed up to the court with it? This is his lawyer. Look at this guy's haircut. What the fuck is that? No way. That's a real thing. That's a real person and a real picture. And that's an actual Uh lawyer who represents Rudy Giuliani, (laughs) very high profile, former mayor of New York and Trump acolyte. That's uh, that is completely insane i mean i guess it makes sense if i could see rudy like vetting lawyers and that guy there's two ways to look at it. it's like one it's like he's scraping the bottom of the barrel because nobody wants to rep him in this case anyway so this is what he's left with but the other right. way is like you know again he's like vetting lawyers and this dude walks in and he's like there's something about this guy because he can just see the you know the crazy seeping off of him or something but that's i mean what do you even call that dude what is that it's like I half of a hitler youth haircut you know what i mean right. it's like but the back half is gone. Like that's it doesn't a, even like so. Rudy's got the horseshoe going, right? Right. But then, even if you combine their heads of hair, you still got a big gap. Like this is just like, <laughs> yeah. Like the front is like it's like it's like the it's like the bill of a cap or something. I don't even know what to call that. Uh, if you're watching the podcast, if you listen to the podcast version. The guy's heads shaved except for basically what hangs over his forehead, except bigger than that, but not enough. I don't yeah. know if I know how to describe. Now, it. dude, medieval monks look at that dude and they're like, bro. I yeah. don't know about that. If I could get that together. Uh, so 
Giuliani, his accusations against these women for like stuffing ballots in their pockets or whatever he said they were doing that they were absolutely weren't doing. They got like death threats, harassed out of their house. Remember Kanye's former PR person showed up at their house and told them that they should air quote confess or they'd be killed basically. Um, so $140 million. They, they, they still can't go back to their old lives. At least they can have some better, they uh, afford to start new lives <laughs> after they change their names, <laughs> maybe move to a country without Trump supporters. But like, so Giuliani went out on the court courtroom steps and said that he was absolutely right. And he was railroaded and the election was stolen. And they immediately filed another lawsuit against him because he called them liars again. <laughs> like, trapped in this perpetual motion machine of bullshit. Anyway, uh, other legal news, Colorado Supreme Court today overturned a lower court judge that had said that Donald Trump could stay on the ballot, even, uh, you know, the 14th Amendment bans insurrectionists from running for office or holding federal office. Right. And, uh, they said that Trump can't appear on the primary ballot, which effectively kicks him off the, uh, you know, main election ballot. Uh, they stayed their ruling until January 4th. This has happened late this afternoon. I haven't, like, so they stayed until January 4th, the Supreme Court has a chance to weigh in. And Supreme Court, I know we all think they're going to do here, but it does make... Yeah have to rule some stuff they've tried to duck. Like uh, Trump claims he has absolute immunity for anything he does as president. They're going to have to rule on that. Um, so, uh, so, all right. Yeah, I got a few questions yeah. with this. Cause yeah, this just uh, came out earlier and you know, I know you're not a legal expert or nothing, but well, so first of all, or an electoral expert, but so they ruled specifically, he can't be on the primary ballot, but uh-huh. that, if he's not on the primary ballot, even in all the other states, if he wins the primary and becomes the nominee, then in the general election, he can't be on the ballot then either if he wasn't on the primary ballot, ostensibly. Right, because winning the primary is how you get on the main ballot, right? So Okay. It's like, uh, also, it's – so it's uh, – you know, Colorado is a very firmly blue state, so it's like mm-hmm. what real effect will it actually have? But like – can other states use the precedent? It would only be blue states that would do it. But like, could this start any kind of like cascade or waterfall since this happened here from like other would, and would they have to go through the whole same legal process or because like to this open up some kind of floodgates of like people um, states excluding him from the ballot or something because of this? I mean, we got to see. Like, I'm trying to think of a state with a liberal majority of Supreme Court that is a that is a swing state that would make a difference. Maybe Wisconsin. Right. Right. Um, so, like, I'm not sure. Like, we, I, we were texting about this. What scares me about this is like this creates. <laughs> look, I the logic seems straightforward to me about the 14th Amendment was written, and the thing about this 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 opinion, I read part of it. It really does rely upon like you know strict constructionist reading of the Constitution. Like, it just takes it literally. And the lower court ruled that President of the United States is not an officer of the United States. Was kind of like. Tr- legal trickery horseshits, obviously not true. Uh, so, right. like, but it does this if the Republicans control the House, uh, you know, after next year's election, and this gives a pretext to say the election wasn't fairly run and they yeah. can toss the results. That That's what scares me. Although yeah. they don't need a, they've proven they don't really need. They'll do that anyway. They'll, right. Right. Well, they will do that anyway. But if there's something like this they could point to to like seemingly strengthen their argument, even though it still won't be actually strengthened, but still it just gives them more of like a leg to stand on, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that don't that ain't it. It's also just like this this hell we're trapped in where Trump's the protagonist to reality and all we do is fight about Trump. Like if what you want are Trump's policies, like that's I, I hate his fucking policies, but at least it like it, like Trump doesn't have to be the guy. Right. right? So like it's like when you, when you represent a movement as somebody who's like who's like, you know, uh, democratic socialist leanings or whatever, like you, you vote for like a movement. No one's bigger than the herd. And this guy is just more important than the no. entire herd. To right. Play. It's like, yeah. Well, that that's the whole thing with him. Like you the way you just described it is right usually, but that's why he's different. And I think that's why it's like so cultish is because like it don't work like that with him. Like it's mm-hmm. it's him. It's all him, which I know he would love to hear, but it is true. It's right. It's not he's, like, you but know. if you're if you're if you're a person who like believes in the MAGA movement or whatever it means, like he's going to die one day, right? So like, what is your fucking plan? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't want them to. I don't want it to work out for them, so I don't want to give them advice. Um, <laughs> so I, I'll, as far as what the large term effects, we have to see what the Supreme Court is. I got to read a bunch of people smarter than me about this shit to see how it's going to play out because I don't. I don't fucking know. It feels like the, all seven of these justices and judges were appointed by Democratic governors. Uh, doesn't mean the law. Their lawyering's wrong. It's just it feels like the Marlowe quote from The Wire: "You want it to be one way, but it's the other way." 
Like straightforward, you should not be allowed in the ballot. Right. But it's not the planet we live on. Right. Um, uh, another fun story <laughs> that had a bunch of conservatives that I follow for this show and other jobs that I have tweeting out gay porn uh, yep. last week. <laughs> a Senate staffer who worked for Ben Cardin apparently made a sex tape on the uh, in a Senate hearing room. The Daily Caller, Taylor Car- Taylor- Tucker Carlson's old website, broke the story. I don't know how they found it or who sent it to them or who or whether they just stumbled on it. Uh, or this is a small world they live in. Maybe somebody heard about it who looks who surfs amateur game porn sites and recognize the guy. But like, so I want to read this to you. Leaked amateur pornography shows a congressional staffer having anal sex with an unknown man in the Senate hearing room. A video obtained by the Daily Caller shows. The alleged staffer can be seen in a photo naked on all fours, looking back at the camera on the table where senators often sit to ask questions during hearing. Oh my God. A source identified the, the room to the Daily Caller as Senate Room Heart 216, the Judiciary Room. It appears to be unprotected sex. Mm. So, so you guys watched it, watched it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Studied it. Studied yeah. it uh, intensely. Yeah. Also, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm offended at the, at the mere thought of any American getting fucked in the halls of the Senate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. People, they would stand for this type of thing. People aren't supposed to get fucked inside the Senate or, you know. Yeah, and like, the whole like, thing. But I mean, no, this is it's wild. I don't care what your sexual proclivities are, or whatever. Obviously, but like to to film copy, yeah. a fucking you know uh, a hardcore gay sex scene or any kind of sex scene inside the Senate. That's like a that's a ballsy move, man. Right. That's like <laughs> that's right. outside of a few specific jobs. If you get caught having sex and making a sex tape at right. work. You're going to be going to have a bad tra- right. bad day, no matter you know what the kind of sex you're filming is. But it's also not be be, be babies. People have had sex in this room before, like oh, yeah. power being like the, the amount of like mid level staffers who've gotten blowjobs from of interns. Of course, probably through the fucking. Well, because it's like that's probably what they use for pickup lines with these people. If you're a congressional right. staffer and you're out of the bar in DC or whatever, and you say that and you're like, hey, you want to go bang and fucking in the Capitol building or whatever, like mm-hmm. that probably seals the deal. A lot of the right. time I would imagine. <laughs> I do it. Like the daily caller, like they had this sex tape. They wanted to show still, they wanted to post the video, but also allow people to see still images of it. If they didn't want to watch the sex tape. So the way they did it was they put an image of the Capitol dome over the butthole. If you got this picture, Matt, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, tastefully uh, done by the daily caller. I wonder right, if they so, batted around a few different things. You know what I mean? It's like, they yeah. like the Capitol Dome, George Washington's profile, like Statue <laughs> of Liberty. What do you think? <laughs> the Washington Monument would have been the best. That was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I don't know if you get the kind of coverage out of that that you need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of slender. So, <laughs> so there's a staffer for Ben Cardin, who's a senator for, uh, for a Democratic senator from Maryland. And like so, this guy got fired. Obviously, his name is Aiden. Uh, been identified as Aiden Mace Zorowski. Sorry if I pronounced that bad. You know, Aiden, you're in a rough enough time. So, like, he posted a statement. He didn't deny this, but did say, uh, "While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace." It's like, oh, okay, buddy. Uh, so you're not denying you did it. You just don't think you disrespect the workplace, which you know, again, other people have done this, so whatever. But he uh, he he's also been in trouble recently because. Uh, Max Miller is a congressman we talked about recently from uh, Ohio, happens to be Jewish. And uh, Aiden, I guess, walked past him and yelled free Palestine at him. <laughs> and of course, he denied doing. Uh, again, the context of this, I don't really know whether he screamed it like in a threatening manner or whatever. But you, you should be able to you should be able to say Palestinians should have freedom without it you know, be construed as a threat. But anyway, he did not do anything. Anyway, Aiden seems like a wild card. Yeah. Come on, excuse, but excuse, buddy, or just meet up and have a beer. It feels like a, it feels like a really fun time. <laughs> like a fun it's actually, yeah. <laughs> Matt, we should try to find Aiden here. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like you said, he's, he's a bit of a maverick, a firebrand, this guy. He's, uh, he's out there. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, not yeah. holding back is Aiden. All right. Well, Let's continue. Producer Matt is with us on this uh, holiday edition of Weekly Skews. Before we continue, I want to let y'all know about a few things, of course. First of all, if you'd like to see me perform stand-up comedy live, and of course you should, go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out my upcoming tour dates in 2024. uh, And come see me. Thanks to anybody that was in Nashville this last weekend for me, Corey and Drew's uh, yearly well-read shows there. They were fantastic, as always. We appreciate y'all. And y'all be in Charlottesville, Orlando, Tampa, St. Louis, Indianapolis, a bunch of other places coming up 
in 2024. I'm looking forward to it. So come see me. TreyCrowder.com. Also at TreyCrowder.com, you can find a link to me and Corey's travelogue, comedic travelogue called Round Here and Over Yonder, a very funny romp around these American states and also England and Scotland. Also, if you want to, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. You go to weeklyskews.com slash more or just go on Patreon and look for my name, search for my name. Either way works. Sign up on there. $5 a month gets you access to full length bonus episodes. We're in the midst of another skew and a right now. Uh, and so, yeah, we answer your burning questions. We cover things that happen in between the main show, just other stuff we want to talk about. It's a lot of fun. And you also can support the show in the process. So get some more skews on in your life there on Patreon. All right, as for the show tonight, it is the Christmas season. What's more Christmassy than the Dark Lord Satan? Am I right? Hail his unholy name. He's having a moment in the sun, the, the eclipsed sun recently. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but there's been a lot of Satan news in the past couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later, being as festive as we can be. But before we get to all that, though, we will begin, of course, with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD. Anybody who thought Ted Cruz couldn't find new depths when it comes to being a coward. Listen to this. Senator, are you supportive of the Texas Supreme Court's ruling in the Kate Cox case that prevented her from getting an abortion after she learned her fetus was not viable? Just call her press off. I actually have for two days now, and I still haven't received an answer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'm out. The, the the like the disdain they have for like being called to task by you know constituents or journalists and stuff. Like how many videos like this have we shown on the show or seen on here where it's like they're getting asked you know legitimate questions about actual issues and stuff that they are part and parcel to, and they seem like offended by the notion of it, or just at the very least very dismissive of the whole thing. And it's like it just. It shit just pisses me off. <laughs> this is supposed to be what you're for uh, is answering things like this, you know? Right. But, and you don't, but he is Ted Cruz, so. Right. And they don't want to govern in reality. They want to govern on Newsmax, right? They, right. Like Nick, yeah, the right. Ted Cox story, which we're going to talk about a little bit. I know you had a video about it last week. Like yeah. Fox News has not mentioned it. It's been a really right. big story. We'll get to the, 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 the deeper parts of it. But as a woman who needed an abortion she wanted to be pregnant. The kid right. was going to uh, not survive the pregnancy. Uh, she was going to be in medical trouble from it. She went to court, got permission from a judge to get an abortion. The first woman in America to get permission from a, a judge to get an abortion in decades and decades. And then Ken Paxton, the fucking Texas government, uh, uh, still threatened to put people in jail. And we uh, appealed to the Supreme Court. She ended up getting an abortion out of state. Anyway, but I want to talk about how we got here for a second because – uh, ProPublica dropped another absolutely devastating expose of Clarence Thomas uh, late last week. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, Monday. I mean, you say that you say absolutely devastating, but like he hasn't been remotely devastated by any of it so far. I mean, right. I, I saw it too. As soon as it came out, I was like, okay, it's sort of like all the shit with Trump or whatever. It's like, all right, this is also infuriating, but I'm assuming it will amount to the exact same thing that the, the initial bombshells did, which is to say, Nothing at all. But yeah, they it was reported this week that this has been going on for a long time, I guess. Right. Back in, in 2000, Clarence Thomas was bitching to a Republican congressman about how I just can't work for this amount of money. Like with the mm -hmm. amount of money we get paid on the Supreme Court, I can't support my family. I can't live. I might have to leave the Supreme Court. And this congressman heard that and reported back, and they're like, we can't lose him. We got to make it worth his while. So that so then they got their billionaire puppet masters to just lavish him with uh gifts and yacht rides and all this stuff and whatnot. And you know, got the job done, I guess, because he didn't quit, although so, he was never gonna quit in the first place. So it so Clarence Thomas at this luxury resort where he gave a speech afterwards was on a flight back with a Republican congressman and told them that he might have to leave the court over money stuff. And what ProPublica got a hold of was a bunch of emails, panicked they, that a bunch of people started sending around worried about that result. Now, there's layers to this. One, Thomas was like hundreds of thousands of dollars in law school debt and yeah. been a, was a career government lawyer. Now, the thing about that is I agree it sucks that you graduate from medical school or law school with so much fucking debt you can't 
you're forced to choose the most right. evil corporate job possible to pay back that debt. That's end up working for like a big a big law firm defending the rights of Hershey's to have to have child slaves. All right. Yeah. It ought not be that way. But Clarence right. Thomas also was on the side that voted the kids couldn't have right. college debt relief. All right. I kinda, so, I, well, what do you think about like part of me thinks that they they should all of them, all Supreme Court justices, liberal and conservative alike, maybe should be paid significantly more than they are exactly because of circumstance. Now, I know greed knows no bounds. So it doesn't right. matter how much you got, you still want more. But I'm saying so they're not susceptible to like these mm-hmm. kind of overtures from billionaires and shit. I mean, but yeah, I mean, they will be anyway. But like right. the idea being if they were paid a shitload of money, they wouldn't be vulnerable financially to nefarious interest or whatever, which is what you think you right. want for Supreme Court justices. But again, I know if somebody if some also, says you want to go on a super yacht, you're probably going to mm-hmm. say yes, no matter how much you're making either way, you know, so right. they still would be this way. But, but that's also the argument for why state legislators and mayors should be paid good wages. And so working class people can run for those jobs as opposed to just independently wealthy car dealers and lawyers and shit who end up, end up getting these jobs because they pay so little you only you can afford to do it if you have a bunch of free time and just want some power right so right. but I'll, if you want to look at the, the dollar effects like in, in two thousand dollars uh he was making about the equivalent of three hundred thousand dollars a year but it's also three hundred thousand dollars a year you're guaranteed for the rest of your life plus a fucking pension when you do retire all right so like it's not like a regular it's not even like a regular three hundred thousand dollars a year which is a great job it's a steady three hundred thousand dollars a year year every year every year every year yes what what they what they what they did besides helping him buy that RV we talked about before, he got a he got a a, a five hundred thousand dollars some mortgage. They only had to put eight thousand dollars up to buy a five acre estate in Virginia. So um, that I'm sorry, I just have to say, as someone who's currently looking at houses with uh, my wife and everything right now, and I know this isn't news to anybody, but holy shit, in the general DC area, a five acre you know house where five hundred thousand dollars. You know, in two thousand, it's like a uh, good lord, dude. What what things cost today is absolutely fucking insane. Yeah, and the housing well, 20, market is all I'm saying. Like twenty three years of you know uh, of still, what is five hundred thousand dollars in two thousand and twenty twenty three dollars? Because I bet you that same property which he still owns, I'm assuming it's got to be worth like I don't know three mil. Two, I, I was gonna say two, but two something million. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, Shit is insane. Um, anyway, go ahead. I just could not say that. <laughs> so, three, so three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, but but like the thing is, people. You ever heard the the, the stats? Of the most unhappy people in America, are people that make five million dollars a year, because they're living in social circles with people who make ten, twenty, thirty million dollars a year, but they can't afford to keep up with the lifestyle. They can't afford and to buy plaza. He's so clearly one of those people. All the details right. of this story are him being like he's got all these, like like you said. I can't afford to buy this sweet ass RV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just bought this sweet ass mansion and the mortgage payments are killing me. Like everything, it's right. like all the stuff he's spending money. On, he's living beyond his means, but he's a Supreme court justice operating right. in these realms of society. So he feels like he's got to do it or whatever. But uh, yeah, like if yeah. you just look at his colleagues at the time, like Stephen Breyer's wife is the daughter of an English Lord. Right. He's literally married into royalty. Right. right. And here's here's Clarence Thomas with his wife, who's like a congressional staffer. And he's making 300 grand a year. And he thinks it's bullshit. Right. So he threatened to quit. He, what he wanted was a big pay raise and to be able to give paid speeches. Uh, soon after, Mitch McConnell uh, tried to add a provision to a law that would have allowed them to uh, make paid speeches. It didn't get passed. Uh, the ban was never listed. And somebody asked McConnell what happened. And he just said no comment. Um, so... <laughs> It's so like uh, then later on, years and years later, nothing he complained about changed. He hasn't gotten a raise, and he, the ban on paid speeches hasn't been lifted. And he was given a talk in 2019 during a public appearance. He was asked about salaries of the court, and he says, "Quote: Oh goodness, I think it's plenty. My wife and I are doing fine. We don't live extravagantly, but we are fine." So what happened between 2000 and 2019 when he was complaining about money and being fucked? And right. now he's super fine, but he, I know what happened is like he's, yeah. he took care of all of his debts and his wife got a bunch of high paid say Jenny job. too. Jenny's since became just like high paid consultant and all this shit. And he gets all, yeah, right. Everything paid off and yeah. So yeah, now it's so good. All, 
Also, Brett Kavanaugh got put in the court, and somehow all of his debts disappeared. And now Roe versus Wade got overturned. All these fucking dark lord billionaires got exactly what they wanted. And here we are. And now let's talk about Texas. All right, so this story came out this week. This story isn't about Katie, uh, Katie Cox. It's about a woman named Taylor Edwards. Uh, more and more of these women are coming forward. Uh, there are horrific stories about what Texas government's doing to them. And it's just a law of large numbers problem because eventually it's going to affect enough women and en- enough of them will be brave enough to come forward. You're going to keep reading stories about this constantly. So, but the details about Kate Cox, um, I said it had been a decade since a woman had asked for a court approved abortion. It had been five decades. December 7th, uh, Ken Paxton appealed the judge's ruling after threatening to jail her doctors. The Texas Supreme right. Court, if you, by the way, her fetus, had the diagnosis was trisomy 18. Um, I don't exactly know what that is. I should have looked it up. But Okay, it's not so kid. to cut um, in real quick, I got we got a comment on uh, on Patreon from a lot. I'm, I'm not going to name her because it's about her family. I don't know if she would want me to do that, but she's a mm-hmm. longtime skewer and patron, and you definitely know I'm talking about. She's been around for a long time. She sent me a message that said that she had a family member who had a pregnancy that was diagnosed the fetus was diagnosed with the same thing but her family member carried it to term at the time and the way she described what resulted which was to say like you know the fetus was born the baby lived for like three days in a state of abject agony and uh mm-hmm. it was horrific and she basically said that like her families all had to live with that uh trauma and 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 everything ever since including the, yeah. the family member that was pregnant and how like it was incredibly horrific experience right having a pregnancy with this condition uh and that's but kate cox her doctor they identified it and said that's the deal this is a mother of two it's gonna be her third child like you said she got pregnant she wanted this baby everything this is a horrible thing to happen to anyone but Mm -hmm. the but the you know the verdict is the merciful thing and the like medically appropriate and and best option for you and for everybody is you have to terminate this pregnancy. It's awful, but there's nothing else you can do about it. And that's what she wanted to do because that's what her fucking doctor told her to do. And, uh, but the state of Texas would not allow that to happen. Right. The Texas Supreme court, like the, the ruling was like pure, like fucking sophistry. It was like, like writing these vague hypotheticals about some woman's concrete reality. It was like just pure meaningless dribble. Um, the, the courtly quote here, they ruled that the medical doctor's belief about treatment didn't count as medical judgment. Right. You're so saying what like, the, the doctor's like, in my medical opinion. And they're like, well, that's just your opinion, man. Right. It's like, no, it's my fucking, like, this is like what, like what, like a uh, uh, creations do with evolution. Like, oh, it's just a theory. It's like, no, but do- scientists don't use theory the way they, same way you do. Right. Like a medical opinion is not just some guy fucking spitballing. It's right. a medical opinion. Like she was at risk of not being able to get pregnant again. It was going to do so much damage to her body. So like, he's a woman who wants to have more kids. And in the name of being pro-life, Texas is trying to sentence her to not be able to have more kids. Right. Um, and these lawsuits, like the, the, the sheer, like it's hard to explain lawyer brain as like as someone who's fascinated with it. So it, it, the issue in court cases, civil cases, is standing, right? So, like, you have to prove you're personally damaged by it, must only be able to sue over it, is my layman's understanding of it. You can go listen to a legal podcast for a better explanation of it. But, like, it's like I couldn't sue about Texas's abortion law because I'm a man who lives in California, right? That'd be stupid. So, it's mm-hmm. sort of like that. So, some of these women, the problem is, like, by the time you get to court, your pregnancy's over one way or the other. So, like, you're like, oh, right. we're not pregnant anymore, so you don't have standing. It's like, but I, what if I want to get pregnant again? They're saying, well, that doesn't count. And then there's a woman who's attached to one of these lawsuits who they're saying she doesn't have standing because she can't get pregnant again. Do you want to guess why she can't get pregnant again? Was it because of one of these types of situations that would have yes. been solved by a medically necessary abortion that they did not allow her to have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So this latest story is a woman named Taylor Edwards. Uh, she went through two rounds of fertility treatments to try to have a first kid. Hundreds of shots. They really, really wanted to be pregnant. They named the they named, named the baby girl Phoebe. Uh, they found out the kid was gonna the, the, the fetus was gonna die. Said so it's the worst moment of my entire life. They found out about it on their eighth wedding anniversary. Um, the kid has encep the kid had encephalosal. I don't I, I don't know what he like. I shouldn't be making Texas abortion laws for the same reason these people don't. I know what the fuck these right. words are. It's a neural tube defect that causes brain tissue to protrude out of the skull. Uh, most kid, most babies don't survive, and the doctor said that uh, Phoebe definitely wasn't going to. Uh, the doctor wrote her essentially a doctor's note telling her to go to New Mexico 
or an abortion. Um, so she she also she she is at risk of not being able to ever get pregnant again. Uh, called, it, at the time, it was called poly, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh, she was able to terminate her uh, pregnancy back in March. Um, she was 19 preg- weeks pregnant, but she got more medical complications because she was so she was so far along in her pregnancy from when she got diagnosed. She had two separate trips out of state. They had to be moved for medical reasons and no scheduling reasons. And after like after her procedure, she was so scarred. She had to have a separate procedure to get rid of her the scarring in her uterus. Okay, and then. <laughs> See, so she's talking about like like the, the effects of this. Like they would have loved to ha- have had the, the remains of Phoebe cremated, but in all the hecticness trying to get the procedure done so she'd be able to have kids in the future, they forgot to they don't have a kid, they don't have an urn with their baby's ashes, which mm-hmm. they would love to have because the inhumanity of Texas's government. Um the happy ending here is she's currently pregnant again. Uh I hope it's healthy and she doesn't have to go through this nightmare shit again. And but this whole process, Ken Paxton has been saying, like, our exceptions are actually effective. It's your doctor's fault you people can't get abortions. You guys and your doctors are just fucking idiots. But with Kenny Kate Cox situation, if a woman explicitly getting a judge's permission based upon doctor's recommendation, Ken Paxton Pax, told this woman to her face she could not get an, a, a life-saving abortion. Right. Fuck Ken Paxton. And these people just, like, tell themselves, like, I saw whatever, I don't know, one, one like a national pro-life group uh, tweeted when the whole Kate Cox thing was going on, they like celebrated the judgment because they were like, yes, but we, you know, cause we need to explore possible life affirming options, even for fetuses with complications or disabilities or whatever. Like this is important. That type of, we can't just, you know, kill them is basically what they're saying. It's like, there's, there is no life to affirm here. I like, I don't right. know what else to tell you. Like, it's just, the decision's already been made by the goddamn universe. It is what it is. You're not helping anybody. In fact, all you're doing is really, really, really hurting actual adult living human people. Good tax paying Texas fucking mothers, you know, mothers of two or whatever, just because that's their, that's your, uh, you know, your ideology ostensibly or whatever. It's, uh, it's for, and this is the type of thing that like this shit when I, when it, when the decision came down or when the decision was leaked, the Dobbs decision was first leaked. People were saying it's like this shit will happen, you know, and they were and they were all like, no, it won't. It's not like that. We're mm-hmm. just trying to prevent wanton infant murder or whatever, which is of course ridiculous. But they were like framing it that way and being like, it's not going to go. It it won't be like that. That's all just alarmist or whatever. But it's like these are real people. This shit is really happening to now. And it's exactly 100% because of this decision. People's lives are being ruined. Women mm-hmm. will die. People, like, it's all real. It's all real. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that one decision. And yeah. And I'm like, I, like, I have no idea how this plays out but because nothing's new under the sun. They, the, Ireland already lived through this. And back in 2012, it was a woman named uh, Savita Halapanavar. Uh, sorry if I butch- sorry to everybody in from South Asia for butchering that. She was a um, a dentist married to an engineer in uh, in Ireland. They were expecting their first child. She was excited about the kid and had her baby share and all that shit. And she got uh, she got really sick. The fetal membranes were bulging, and her seventeen year old we call fetus would not survive. She ended up dying of sepsis because abortion was illegal in Ireland. And then there was so much outrage over it that very Catholic Ireland, although they are very pretty left wing, but very Catholic Ireland. Uh, legalized abortion in a ballot referendum in 2018. The Catholic church was taking so much heat over this. The Catholic church came out and said, the church has never taught the life of an unborn child takes precedence over the mother. Republicans in Texas on abortion are to the right of the Irish Catholic church. This is like, this is sort of like there was that, uh, there was a mass shooting in Australia, right? In like the nineties or whatever. And then when that, when that Mm. happened, that happened and it prompted a response in the country. The whole country was like, well, that's horrific. We got to do something about that. And same thing with Ireland here. This, this case happened, like it happened. People saw it play out and they're like, well, that's inexcusable. That can't be allowed to happen anymore. This need, this, this justifies systemic change. Right. Mm -hmm. But just like with America and guns, the first time around, it'll probably be the same way here with this story. You know, I mean, at least on the right wing, as long as they're in power, it's not going to, it's not going to matter. Like people are just going to be like, well, fuck it. You know, whatever didn't happen to me. And my opinions are still more important than these actual human beings that this is affecting. 
I'm just wondering which way tribal loyalty is going to go. Because like once everyone knows a woman who's had this kind of has this kind of story, yeah, which is mathematically it's going to be true. It's going to be a woman in every church in every town with some version of this story. And it's like, are your loyalty is your loyalty going to be more to your neighbors or to the people talking at you on TV? And like, which is your Republican tribal identity going to continue to be like once you know once you have a cousin who had sepsis? You know, I, I it's like it's right. like I, I don't know how this is going to play out. But it, fuck Ken Paxman forever. Recently, by the way, there was a prison guard who was pregnant. Uh, yeah. uh, who in uh, Texas, right? Mm-hmm. She was pregnant and, and she was having complications, or and it, and they wouldn't let her go home. They wouldn't let her off her shift. They were like, "No, deal with it." And, right. And she sued after losing her baby because the doctor right. boss wouldn't because believe her. She says she was sick. Yeah. And Ken Paxson argued in court that a Texas prison right. guard stillborn baby does not have rights as a person no who has to avoid right. paying her compensation yep. for the kid that the state murdered. That's exactly so, right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, you want to, uh, we, we should probably run around late. Yeah, let's get into Satan. I've been, I've been yeah. dying to talk about Satan anyway. So yeah, it is the season, Mark. So what's, what's Satan been up to lately? So I was like, I wonder like, what's going on Satanic Panic wise lately? Uh, I was wondering that, uh, when I saw this story. There's a more right-wing panic about, uh, Tim Allen's show on Disney plus famously conservative Tim Allen, the Santa Claus is the spinoff TV show. There's a, a sight gag where kids are holding up letters that spell out Santa and they get in the wrong order and spell Satan. Just to say a little joke. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, is Disney trying to indoctrinate right, our fucking right. Classic woke Disney. Always showing classic, that woke agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Classic Tim Allen trying to turn my kid into Satanists. Uh, fucking snitching his buddy selling cocaine. That's that's the worst thing about I know about Tim Allen. Um, so there's also been other panics like a bunch of some like school board. This guy in a school board in Fairfax had himself sworn in on a bunch of banned books, which hit for me. But of course, they thought it was demonic because they were like, you know, books or gay now or whatever. But then Matt sent me this story about Iowa. So yeah, the Satanic Temple. Successfully got a fucking Christmas display, a religious display at Christmas up in uh, the Iowa State Capitol. Now, a couple things about this. One, it, it's basically it's a statue of Baphomet, all right, right. Uh, which is like the goat head thing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so think of this organization, and we've talked about this before. This isn't the same. This isn't the no. satanic church. Like this, based in California, this is a group of a couple guys who started an organization in Salem, Massachusetts, home of the witch trials. So dude, well, he's, yeah. To be fair, I think because I've looked into this recently too, even before like before this episode, I think they've I think they've since long overtaken the original Church of Satan. I think, but you're right. Like people do get them confused. Like the Church of Satan, Anton Lavey, and all them. Yeah. Satan ain't real, whatever. They're not, they're still not what people think they are, but they are kind of assholes. If you look into them, they're sort of like hedonist and just do whatever feels good and all this shit and fuck other people. All that matters is your own pleasure type of shit. And they don't hit. But the satanic temple, though. Right. They do hit. And right. Their whole thing is about empathy and justice and illustrating uh-huh. the inherent hypocrisies in the the American system, especially when right. it comes to like um, freedom of speech and freedom of religion and things like that. And that's their whole their whole deal and message. And they're they're pretty great. And they've gained some, uh, you know, they've made some headway in recent years. They've, you right. Know, they've done you well. Take- if you take the goat head off their T-shirts and looked at the list of like activities they do, you'd be like, "Well, this is like the Boy Scouts." Right. right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> right. So, so if you want to, so they're founded in 2013 by two guys who gave themselves the name Lucian Greaves and Malcolm. Like they gave themselves vampire names, Lucian Greaves and Malcolm Jari. Uh, uh, Luke Greaves' real name is Doug Mesner, so I don't see why he changed it to Lucian Greaves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, they made the obvious point: they don't they don't believe in Satan, but they uh, consider the concept of a mythical frame shirt framework that encourages people to question authority and follow the best available evidence satan he said is the embodiment of the ultimate rebel against tyranny now, that's one way to see it i guess um so i think it's just i mean what do you i think like to call these people trolls diminishes the important work i genuinely believe that they do but i still think an element of an element mm-hmm. of it is like trolling, which is very important. And I think that that is really why they pick Satan and why Satan is an important part of it. I think if they right. were just like the, the fucking 
Doug Messner Organization for Empathy and Justice or whatever, no one would know or care about them at all. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But being the satanic temple, but fighting for these just causes, it's a perfect alchemy of like outrage and clickbait and getting people's attention and eyes on it. And I just think it's very effective. I think it was pretty ingenious of these guys. Like I get, I, they don't, they don't believe in Satan whatsoever, yeah. but they know what they're doing. And I right. think that they're on to something. Like clearly they are. Like it's effective. They, I think they clearly would not get any press if not for right. Batman. Exactly. Right. right. So like yes. But like like they, and also trolling is important to note. You know, like well, I, like my sister would be like playing mom. Uh, <laughs> Mark's chasing me like, well, he can't chase you if you don't run. Right. Mm -hmm. Like trolling is often about someone's response. It's, it's more about, you don't yes. have to fall for a troll. So true. So true. Right? I, I do, bro. I get so many trolls all the time, mm -hmm. but you don't feed them. Don't feed the trolls. But in right. this, if the satanic temples, the trolls, they stay getting fed, dude. Christians can't right. help it. And that's the whole point. You know, I, like they're I so easily roped in. It's like our group threads. It's the way Corey is, you know, which yeah. is inside baseball. But like we all know Corey is very easy to get going and get riled yeah. up and we do it for fun. That's mm -hmm. sort of how Christians are. <laughs> yeah. Like that, this that guy in the picture, the caption of the picture is that he's sitting there just praying over and over again in Latin. Uh, like to to do to, to protest the the uh statue, apparently, I guess from a Catholic point of view. But there's nothing more satanic ritual to me than saying Latin phrases over and over again in front of a goat statue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh so like, but going back to your point about how they're like about how they, they know what they're doing, and it's not like it's not really even trolling isn't really even their goal. It says this is what religious liberty is. This right. is what free expression looks like. It doesn't have to be painful. We understand its value. We should look at this with some pride. And I looked at it, I was like, yes, this is like this is American as a flag being raised over Iwo Jima. It's like people being annoyed by a satanic statue in a state capital and just sitting there being normal. And like the, the this was in response to activity scene being put up, and I do want to say like even like the, the people of Iowa were mostly saying about this. Like a bunch of state legislators, even conservatives, said the appropriate, correct thing. And Kim Kim Reynolds is like, well, the response to speech is more speech, and she says some Christo like Christian centric stuff in response to it, which wasn't great. But her overall point of view was like, yeah, the statue gets to stay up. So like everyone was mostly normal about it, except uh, one guy got arrested for beheading the bah Baphomet statue. <laughs> A guy from Mississippi, who I, I don't know if he was there doing campaign stuff for DeSantis or something, or whether he drove up from Mississippi to, but like, what's more satanic than right. beheading a fucking right. goat? Um, so this guy was a former Navy fighter pilot and congressional candidate. Uh, his name is Michael Cassidy, and he got charged with fourth degree criminal mischief. Uh, and Tuesday, he posted a message on X, formerly known as his Twitter, that included two photos. One was of Thomas Jefferson. The statue being removed from an unspecified location and another of the, the satanic temple display. He said, we've reached the point where our capitals are removing Jefferson while monuments to Satan are erected. Uh, See, so yes, because this is a free country and one guy owns slaves and another is a cartoon drawing that's just there to represent freedom. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't, <laughs> the thing is with these people, they don't like, it doesn't actually care. They don't, it doesn't actually matter to them at all that Baphomet is represented in the halls of the state house. In fact, I, I bet they probably would prefer that he wasn't. But when Christian organizations have the ability to put the Ten Commandments and these monuments to Jesus and stuff like that in the state house, when we ostensibly have the separation of church and state, it's important to push back on that and, you know, illustrate the alternative. Right. And that and that's sort of their whole thing. They don't they don't care about like disseminating satanic iconography or anything like that. They just want to uh, they just want to illustrate the importance of freedom of speech, religion and separation of church and state. That's what they're trying to do with yeah, things like I, this. And I'm, the, I'm not the kind of non-believer who gets pissed off about religious displays. Like I like I, if I see it like a nativity set. It's cool. Like it's cool. It gets me in the mood for Christmas. It also reminds me of the time my nephew tried to eat the nativity sect is that my mom was saying baby cheeses. So there. <laughs> That's great. But they yeah, do other stuff. I mean, I don't, I'm sure you know this, but you know, they also like, they're very, 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 very active in the, in the pro-choice movement, especially since mm -hmm. the Dobbs, Dobbs decision and everything. And they've got this like facility that they've like kickstarted or go fund meat or whatever that they call the, uh, if they call the, uh, 
Samuel Alito's mom's satanic abortion clinic, right? Which is just fucking chef's kit. Because it's also, just so y'all know, again, I said calling them trolls diminishes what they're doing. That's not just, uh, it's a legitimate facility with like actual doctors and medical professionals and stuff doing important work. But that combination of that with the sort of trolling of naming it Samuel Alito's Alito's mom's satanic abortion clinic. Like I'm just a pretty big fan, man. Pretty big fan of these guys. No, they, personally, I, would love, I would love to hang out with them and think of they rule as a strategy. I don't know if like making people angry all the time is like, but like, okay. So like the, the, the pro choice stuff, it's an important cause, but making a religious liberty argument, leaning into the idea that Christians think you do baby sacrifices and saying, well, I have the free, I have the religious liberty to do baby sacrifices in my satanic abortion clinic is like, I don't yeah, know if that's really the angle yeah, you want I to know. take. I mean, I know. <laughs> I just, in my head, I'm like anyone who's like dumb enough to not understand the right. what's going on there, a difference in those things. I don't have any sympathy for anyway, but I, you can't really have that argument in the country we live in considering how many people don't understand that. So, I mean, it's a fair, it's a fair argument what you're saying, but still, it's, you know, they're still yeah. attempting to fight the good fight in their way. You know, it's very, uh, it's very profitable to not to understand or to pretend not to understand, which brings right. me to right wing grifter, Jack, Basibiak, a big Trump guy who's demanded a pardon for that guy who'd beheaded the statue. Anyways, he's probably going to get off with misdemeanor community service. So it's not like, I don't think he has to go to prison for hitting a mannequin with a rock or whatever. Um, so uh, uh, he, but said that he, he called on Ron DeSantis to go and get a sledgehammer and walk into the Iowa state Capitol and just take this thing down. It would help him win the caucus. Now I actually think that politically, this is a good idea for DeSantis to do. He's not going to do it because it's a chicken shit. He doesn't want to spend an A in court. But like that probably I think that's pretty good political advice. He probably would surge about ten points. Also, selfishly, I would just love to see him attempt it. Because yeah. I bet he'd like swing and miss or the sledgehammer would be too heavy. And like it like whips him all the way around in a circle and he falls off and his, you know, his lifts come out, or whatever. Like you know, I mean the way he fucks up <laughs> just trying to smile, I have to assume he would fuck this up too, which would be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So the, this tent temple has also been setting up uh, sat- schools after school Satan clubs at a few schools mm-hmm. around the country, including uh, in Tennessee. And people in Tennessee are not happy about it, buddy. My group, my group chat's been lit lately uh, ever since this happened. It's in Memphis. Um, a school in Memphis announced there was going to be an after school Satan program. This it's not related to the school. The school gives access to the school for any nonprofit, any recognized nonprofit entity entity that uh-huh. gives space to them. And they've got Christian programs there. So the satanic temple came in and started a satanic program there, which again mm-hmm. is not actually satanic in nature. And uh, they announced it and people in Tennessee have flipped the fuck out about it, which I've really been enjoying. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's in a uh, chimney rock elementary school in Cordova, Tennessee. It's about 17 miles East of Memphis. Uh, they, they, they started to announce themselves by handing out flyers and said, hey, kids, it ran against the backdrop of colored pencils. Let's have fun at After School Satan Club. <laughs> yeah. So if you wonder what you do at After School Satan Club. Now, one, like, it's an after school club. It's for fucking nerds. All right. right. I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not staying after school for nothing. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Right. Oh, I love that. That's great. Oh. That's a very just, that's a very marked position, but I'm with it. I was good. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they they basically stay after school. It's this alternative hangout program for kids who want to join after school club but don't want to join the religious club, like the good news club, is, is that one they pointed out. They play puzzles and games, do science projects, nature activities, and community service projects. It's like they 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 like make paper mache heads and stuff. Right. Well, it's know? like you said earlier, if you just remove Satan from it, it seems like the Boy Scouts or whatever. That's all they're doing. It's all any of it is, but it's also there to start. But it's also like, I don't, it doesn't, I don't need my sons to be in an after school program. But like, if I was in a school in Tennessee where the only after school programs were Christian, I would not send my sons to it. If I needed an after school, situ- like childcare, after school childcare, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm going to get a fucking uh, a part time babysitter or something. I don't know what I'm going to do. And if a secular option arose, Mm-hmm. including one that said, yeah, after school Satan club, I'd be like, thank the fake Lord for this. <laughs> this is great. Cause it's like, but that's, that's the type of thing. It always pisses me off about it. It's like, they lose their minds over this. And it's like, Oh, this is, this is unacceptable. And they have no, they never give any thought to like people who aren't 
believers like them, you know what I mean? Whose mm-hmm. kids they are talking about indoctrinating kids. And it's like if someone grew up in the South and had kids in the South for a long time and may again in the near future, I worry about them indoctrinated all the, them being indoctrinated all the time into fucking hardcore Christianity. Right. But that, uh-huh. it, but they don't see how that's, it is the same thing. And that's the satanic temple's whole purpose is to attempt to illustrate these are the same thing. Right. But they don't, they don't see it that way. Well, uh, indoctrination is a funny thing. Like, it definitely works, obviously, but also me and Corey and Drew grew up in a church. I know. I know why I tell, I mean, yeah, that's what I always say to people. always expect that to be the case for me, too. Like, whenever they Uh ask me about it, they're always surprised to hear that I wasn't like that at all. But I always tell them, it's like most of my friends who are like me, meaning like rural Southerners who are progressive and a religious and all this stuff. They mostly grew up in the church. And also, I don't know about you, but Corey and Drew credit, I don't know if credit's the right word, but credit the church with being the way they are, you know, meaning like growing up in the church drove them away from being churchy, basically. Yeah. What, what you see, like, like this isn't my experience, but I do wonder, I've heard the stories from people, like once you see the hypocrisy and the meanness. Now, my church, right. mom's church family is nice and wonderful. Yeah. So I, like, I, that wasn't my experience. Mine, mine was just sort of like, when I was six, they tried to tell me that Noah put two of every animal on a boat. I was like, this is, you, you literally put them on a boat. I'm like, yeah, literally. I'm like, okay, we're running out of the clock here. This is dumb. Uh, so, uh, so the after school program, they're only in four schools and the, uh, four, there are only four after school Satan clubs in the entire country, California, Ohio, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. And maybe this in this new one in 10, it's, it's coming in Tennessee. All right. Now. So that makes five. They say they only go to schools where parents have requested them. Mm-hmm. The thing is, then one can confirm that because the parents who request the Satan Club don't come forward after the request Satan Club <laughs> for fairly yeah. obvious reasons. I about to say, I mean, I get it, dude. If you got, if you're on, you're on the PTA or you got kids in that school, you know what I mean. You're active in that community and school and stuff, especially in Tennessee. Not wanting to broadcast yourself as a Satanist. Now, I mean, me, I would do it. Because I already broadcast myself as a Satanist, like everybody, but that but that upsets me sometimes. Thinking about that, uh, like if we lived in Tennessee, you know what I mean? Like everyone would know that about me. Like other my son's classmates would know that their parents would be talking about how I'm a, you know, devil worshiping queer or whatever. Like I think about that type of shit, so I understand mm-hmm. where people are coming from. But you know, I'm way too far gone already, obviously. So. So uh, a Pennsylvania school district that tried to push back against their after-school Satan club and uh, not let them have access to school facilities, and they just lost a lawsuit from the ACLU, $200,000. So they just funded the Satan club. Uh, and I, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thanks for the free money. We'll put it yeah. towards Satan stuff. And, like, so, <laughs> like, you know you have to do this. You've seen the fucking news. You can't kick the Satan club out. You could just go talk to them and realize they don't believe in Satan and they're just right. trying to annoy you and not be annoyed. But like what I, what, I, what I say, I have mixed feelings about the efficacy of stuff like this. Here's TV news coverage of a protest. And I, this is funny as shit, but also I feel sad. This lady is so upset. <laughs> it play that. Antelope Valley residents protest against a self-proclaimed satanic temple holding an after uh, I guess it's not planned. Anyway, the lady's really upset. And the interview got from the Satan Club. We just worded. Uh, he's just like this most milk toast nice guy. He's like, we actually don't believe in Satan. We're just exactly. here to hang out yeah. with <laughs> the kids are doing arts and crafts. It's all very fun. And we don't. Yeah, right. But he's wearing a Satan shirt. Yeah, you can cut it, Matt. We got yeah, audio it off. Satan in the name of Jesus Cut it off right there, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like anything, anything that makes that lady consider voting Republican. I, I, I'm sure I know. Like, dude, no, is, I hear yeah. you on that. But I don't um, know, dude. I don't. Well, all right. Now, go ahead. No, no. It's like I have mixed feelings. Like, it's like, again, it's because people misunderstand what they're actually doing. But like people are so the idea of Satan. I mean, there's horror movies about just the presence of Satan. Like it's a it's a viscerally unappealing concept to people. So like I, what they're actually yeah, doing, to I have no fucking problem with. dorks. Satan's right. <laughs> fucking rad, dog. Satan's metal as fuck. Satan kicks ass. You know that's right. my position. I but I know what you mean. Like I but I hear what you're saying. It's like, oh, is this the best move? But as we already me- mentioned up top, 
if they weren't, if they didn't have the Satan angle, me and you wouldn't be talking about them. Nobody would have heard of them. None of this would ever be getting any publicity. And the shit that they're doing fundamentally, I think, is important. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it is. And I think the Satan angle is a huge part of it. I don't think it would work the same way without it. So I think that they're, I don't know. I'm on board. I'm team Satan. Not that anybody yeah. be surprised to hear that, but I am. I mean, what, what would the, the turnout have been at Ozzy Osbourne shows, Black Sabbath shows, if we didn't do the double horns and bite the head off bats? You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's Satan marketing rules. Yeah. But uh, to go back to Tennessee for a second, uh, the interim superintendent of the Memphis uh, Shelby County Schools, a lady by the name of Tony, Tony Moore Williams, who's obviously trying to hang on to the job for real, not be the inter- interim anymore. Uh, she had had a press conference with a bunch of Christian pastors and said she tried to explain she was duty-bound to uphold board policies, state laws, and the Constitution, right? Which is not a thing you should say mournfully. Duty, right. I, I'm, right. I'm unfortunately duty-bound to do the right, right thing here. Yeah. Uh, and says, but let's not be fooled. Let's not be fooled by what we've seen the past 24 hours, which is an agenda initiated to ensure we cancel all faith-based organizations that partner with their school district. No, you don't have to do that. You can let in the Christian kids. You just have to fucking let in the Satan kids. Mm-hmm. You can do both. But you're, you're acting like we're going to make me get rid of the Christian clubs. It's like, no, nobody's – the Satan club's not even asking for that. Right. They're not, no one's asked for that. And then this local pastor, a guy named William A. Atkins Jr., said it was critical to not quote, allow, quote, any entity and call Satanic Temple to have time, private time with their children, but acknowledged he was not sure how to bar the group without violating the Constitution. That is tricky there, Pastor Atkins. This, in fact, what I call Satan personified. They put us in a trick bag and we almost can't get out of it using the Constitution against us. Interesting that, isn't it? It's, 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 it's always sad how when I, when I can't right. have freedom without you have freedom too. That yeah. shit sucks, bro. It's also like, yeah, it's <laughs> almost like that's the whole entire point of this whole exercise is exactly what you just said without realizing it at all you know and that's like that's that is classic them so yeah matt if you got a couple of uh, questions and comments for us up there in these last uh, couple of minutes hit him with us leah tushel says so tennessee can have satan club at an elementary school but not a drag club yeah fair I have enough a pitch. i have a pitch for the after school satan club you say it's one of the tenets of your religion as a satanist that boys must dress like girls and wear lipstick mm-hmm. there you go Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. Uh, Timothy, Tim, Timothy <laughs> says, uh, Mark Twain <laughs> said, go to heaven for the climate, hell for the company. Heard that, brother. That's why, yeah, I've heard, um, you know, there's been plenty of stand up bits and stuff. And Jim Jeffries had one about like the devil and everything and everything he stands for. And he's like, well, he's going to love you. You're a cool guy. You know, you like to party. Why would he punish you? Susan Alice Miller says in Ohio, you can get an $8,600 school voucher to go to Satan school. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, we talk about the vouchers. Well, that's that's another thing. It's like illustrating that helps to push back on the voucher programs, right? It's like there's mm-hmm. people in Tennessee pissed off. You can use vouchers to go to Muslim school or mm-hmm. whatever. It's the same type of thing, I would imagine, without having looked into it. Satan Club should get the $200,000 they got from Pennsylvania and start a satanic charter school and yeah. see how fast they could end that fucking stupid voucher bullshit in Tennessee. Right, exactly. Doorknob Head says, baby Jesus. <laughs> it was like three. I'd be like, I, I see where you're coming from. Mom's Jesus saves, says Sandy Chunks. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Cole? It's like, <laughs> you ever, did you eat the Jesus crackers growing up? You uh, grew up in the church. So we did. Uh, so Southern Baptists, we don't do communion every week. Like, uh, uh, like Catholics do It's like quarterly. And there'd be like, yeah, a little, uh, like a crouton or some shit and grape juice. We didn't use actual wine. Just wondered about those Jesus crackers. I assume they they don't hit, but I'm a pretty big cracker fan, actually. Can we see right. my shirt, please? Ask Lori Fole. I bought it offline. Remember the crying Jordan meme was a big thing a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, I saw that, so and I, and I had a couple of whiskeys, and I was like, "This is a purchase that must have." It's it's the crying Jordan meme in a Santa hat. It's my, only, only, my only Christmas sweater, so I had to get it. In a Santa hat, yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Debbie Lynn. Debbie Lynn Robinson is back once again to remind us all to hit that like button, everybody. Hit that like button, smash it, smash the subscribe button, all that stuff. Leave us a five-star review on the Apple shit and whatnot, and, uh, you know, tell your friends. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, okay, so, actually, I want to – Jesus, I nearly didn't do this. 
This has been the case every year, I believe. This is no different, but I'm just reminding y'all that next year, the or next year, next week, the week between Christmas and New Year's, we'll be doing holiday stuff. I will be in rural Tennessee at my in-laws' house or whatever. And next week, like I believe every uh such week since we started doing this there will not be a skews episode next week just so y'all know but we will be back in the new year with more skews in for y'all so you enjoy your holiday your christmas at home and we'll see y'all in 2024 you got anything for them mark no we uh, decided to give you guys a break and not uh <laughs> ruin your day after christmas by telling you some horrors of the world <laughs> yeah exactly did seem prudent of us but yeah go to tradecrowder.com check out my dates and whatnot go to weeklyskews.com slash more or patreon and search for my name to support the show and other than that and i got matt going double time here other than that just enjoy your holidays and we'll see you in uh, 2024 so you love merry you christmas to those who celebrate merry Woo. christmas